Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of It's Too Wordy, the comic book podcast where three buddies discuss comics from their childhood and today. I'm Kirk. I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. So this week we're going to be discussing Uncanny X-Men number 143, the Christmas issue, and Tales from Harrow County number one. What do we think about Harrow County, guys? Well, once you're done reading it, you find out that this is like volume nine, and there's a eight graphic novels before this so it's a good beginning like it you, you don't have to know the characters to no. follow this the characters are interesting i didn't know exactly what to expect when i got into this but i really liked it i mean you don't get a lot of voodoo comics and especially 19 like 45 45 ish yeah, something yeah. like that it was actually really good i liked it a lot i liked it too what'd you think ryan thought the art was amazing yes felt like it was a kind of a slow start but kind of like how it ended i'd probably hang in for another issue see how it goes so i'm trying to figure out this is what i was trying to say i forgot that's why i said okay how about you right she says this town needs her is it because she's holding back the little demon in her house i don't i didn't take it that way that's what i thought from previous books that i've looked at never read this is my first time in harrow county but i've looked at them before from what I can tell, there's a lot of supernatural stuff goes on in this county. And it sounds looks from what I'm seeing in this book, it looks like she's the one that kind of helps control that. So Yeah, I think it all has to do with the like the woods. Yeah. Like there's something yeah. that lives in the woods. That's why they have all those what I call Blair Witch dolls hanging from the wall. Right. From all the yeah. trees. I also liked that they played on uh taboo subject back in the forties. Yeah. Two women having a relationship. I thought yep. that was pretty awesome. And one's white and one's black. One's white, one's black. So you got yep. that they're lesbians and that they're a mixed couple. Yeah, so, Colin Bunn doesn't have a problem pushing the envelope. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. So what do we think? Give it probably... I'll go four. Makes me want to grab the next issue at least. Yeah, I'll go four and a half. Like, the, like you said, the artwork's amazing. The coloring is pretty phenomenal. I, I would definitely pick this up again. Four and a half. I'm kind of on the fence with it still a little bit, but uh, it's got my attention enough. I'd say four. Okay. Cool. Cool. I liked it. So, yay, Harrow County. So now we're going to move on to Uncanny X-Men number 143. It's the Christmas issue where Kitty, I thought it was the brood, but it's not the brood. It's somebody else. It's uh the Nagari or the, the Nagari. Nagari. Yeah. Yeah. And Kitty gets left alone in the mansion. What could go wrong? Youngest X-Men being left in the mansion. Barely knows how to use her powers. Well, the failsafes are there. So they didn't mm-hmm. like not they're not gonna let her go through like one of the most dangerous missions in the danger room. Yeah, she was trying though. Yeah. Which was funny. She was trying to <laughs> I can do this and she's like Oh well, I guess I'll just be gymnastics. doing gym- gymnastics. <laughs> So, okay, so I have the classic X-Men cover, number yeah. 47. Which one do you think is better, the original or the classic? I actually like the classic better. I think it's a lot better. I think the classic book is a lot better. It's a lot better use of negative space. It deals with a costume, going with the shadow of the, the villain. Yeah. And you don't see the villain on the cover of this one. But on the original one, you do. There he is, right there. Right there. Bam. Like, yep. kind of a little mystery, you know, but... The original one's such an iconic cover, though. Yeah, but for me, 
I never had that one. I had this one. Right. Yeah. So this yeah. one is the cover that I'm used to. So yeah. when I see that one, I'm like, What'd you think, Ryan? Holy was... moly, is it too wordy? <laughs> it's a lot of reading it, in this. A lot of reading in it. It is Chris Claremont. But uh, I liked how it was just one person. You didn't have to keep up on the whole team thing. Felt kind of home alone-ish. It does. <laughs> I was. Th- I didn't think about that, but it does. That's a good good perspective of it. Um, it was a good read. I, I like the fact that it's also a one, like a one shot. So yep, it's one of those where they're like, okay, we're just gonna do a solo book. Yeah. Inside of our team book, it is funny. It's it's like Home Alone meets Alien meets Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, I watched two of the three of those in the last six days. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> what you think of uh, Nightcrawler trying to steer a, steal a kiss from Mariko <laughs> and Wolverine going Snap. ape shit? Thought that was awesome. And because uh, you won't see that anymore. <clears throat> nope, it's one of my favorite books. This I is, can understand why. I also have the. Uh, Days of Futures Past, it's the thick omnibus, and this is right during it, mm-hmm. so it's one of the books that they include in it as well, so I've got like two copies so far, and I almost bought an actual single copy of it down in Lincoln at Behind the Glass. Yeah. Um, who's the artist? Is it Cockrum, or is it Byrne? Yeah, it's John Byrne. It's John Byrne? Yep. So this is before him and Claremont had their little bust up. Yep. And then he went to Alpha Flight. And then he went to Alpha Flight. Yeah. And then Fantastic Four. Or was he with Fantastic Four before X Men? I can't remember. I think, I think it was after. I think it was after. And then he went to Namor. Yep. Oh yeah. So it's one of my favorites. I can't give it a five because there's so many better X Men books. But I'll get. I'll go four and a half. And Kitty Pride's one of my is my favorite X Men. So I always like the. The solo shots that they do with her from time to time, early in the early on in the inner right. What do you think, Nick? I mean, it's a, it's a classic. Does it stand up to what I remember it being back when I was a kid to what it is now? No, no. But I think the memory is going to make me give it a four. Yeah, because of you know being a thirteen year old kid reading this. This is so. this is at the time when they were red hot too. Yep, they were red hot, and you get to see Storm get penetrated on the, the first panel. That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just not the way you think. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's it's a Claremont X-Men book. Yeah. I mean, you can't really go wrong with it. No. There mm-hmm. are some issues, but out of the whole, I mean, it's a pretty out solid of this whole run. run. It's a yeah. pretty solid run, minus a few here and there. I found out that I didn't know that he written Extreme X-Men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay, now I gotta find trades of Extreme X Men. Not good. You don't have to. No. No, not no, good. Don't. Okay. I read one issue of it. It was a Psylocke cover. It was just, no, you don't need to read it. Okay. You're gonna save me. Yeah. Don't. Don't. It's don't, not as fine as Use your money and buy something better. Okay. Yeah. Get All another. Right. Get another Essentials. Don't. Don't get Extreme X Men. I'm actually looking at Starman. So I'll, nice. sp- I'll spend my That's money on the Starman. That's a lot better. <laughs> Right, Ryan. Who do we have for our D-lister this week? The Christmas tree. What? The yeah. Christmas tree. First and only appearance of the Christmas tree in the X-Men book. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's that's great. I love it. No, I'm kidding. He goes by the code name X-Mass. X-Mass. <laughs> no, that's, that'd be perfect though, because <laughs> it's a is. shape changer. Yeah. He, he's uh he's the mimic. You can. <laughs> he smells of pine. 
all the time. Uh, no, I went with the Nagari. So that is a group of demons created by Elder God Shathon, lived on Earth millions of years ago, having enslaved humanity, but left to live in another dimensional plane. When they entered the earthly realm, they came into conflict with Clan Akaba, and Apocalypse single-handedly killed an entire tribe of them. Cyclops accidentally destroyed a Karen in Westchester County, and they re-entered our dimension, but were beaten back by Storm, who resealed the portal. There is not a single mention of them, their appearance in this book. Really? Yeah. Of who? The Nagari. Not the Christmas tree. Oh. No, but which book? <laughs> that one. X-Men. In Wikipedia, I bet. There's no... Where would you get this from? I think it was a Marvel database. Really? Yeah. Really? Wow. And they usually go into a lot more detail, and there is not a mention. You should write Marvel and be like, hey, <laughs> you got Gathon in here. You might as well put this in here. Nagari. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marvel's wrong. Marvel's wrong. We found them. <laughs> They're one mistake. Okay, so what do we got going on at the shop? Well, by the time this airs, it's going to be after Christmas, and everybody's going to have all their money from their grandparents or their parents or their sisters and brothers and all that jazz. Got a lot of cool stuff at the shop right now. Krypton's got a whole bunch of stuff going on. They usually have some kind of an after Christmas sale. So it's a fantastic time to go in and purchase what you want to get. Otherwise, uh, they just bought a big collection of vintage Star Wars. There's a lot of it still in packages and boxes. Star Wars, you say? Mm-hmm. Some good carded stuff. Probably like uh, $125 for a Han Solo. Actually, I saw a Boba Fett carded. Yeah, no, they got some great stuff coming in. They just bought a big collection of tra- the original Transformers Generation 1 stuff. And they got that out. So, uh... Megatron in the box and Optimus in the box and yeah, a bunch of good stuff. So definitely stuff coming in constantly. Go in and check it out. Well, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, the Random Reads. Sorry, I talked all day. My throat hurts. So I've got one, and it's going to take me about five seconds to review it. Marvel kind of suckered me into paying five ninety nine for preview book a preview book i didn't realize it was a preview book until last night when i sat down to read it i'm trying to think of a non-swear word to say to marvel right now but suffering succotash uh, fork you marvel fork you <laughs> yeah 5.99 for that book that's a negative 1000 there it shouldn't have been 5.99 but my mistake i'll learn and that's the end bye-bye wow okay the only what? thing it, that was interesting it? in it was the their, the story with Poe Dameron's parents. Oh, yeah. At the beginning. That was the only one that interested me. Hmm. So. Wedge okay. Antilles? I'll have, to get, I'll have to give it, I'll have to give it a one. Yeah? Because you see Poe's family in the beginning, in that book, and they say, Can, to be continued in Star Wars number one. Nah. I have what? I was like, what? I'm not reading Star Wars number one? <laughs> This is what this was supposed to be. This is what this... What? All right. So, yeah, that's what I got. Wow. Okay, this is going to be a short episode. All right, so... <clears throat> we can draw it out with our books of the year. Yeah, we can. We should go through why we think there were the books of the year. So, Ryan, let me borrow Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Infinite Crisis. This is the story of Ted Kord not getting killed by Maxwell Lord, but instead killing Maxwell Lord and taking over his spot in Checkmate. Can I, can I borrow that when you're done with it? I want to read so, it, too. I'm not a fan of those type of things, but that sounds very interesting. This sure. is this is really good. Like there's there it's so full of stuff, yeah. right? It deals with Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman just being like we left him alone. You know, 
we we told him we were not going to help him, and we left him alone to die. And this is the story of what what it would happen if he killed Maxwell Lord instead of Max killing him. He takes over Omac, and then he takes over Checkmate, and Batman's having a hissy fit because nobody as lowly as the Blue Beetle should be have that much power, right? So while Bruce is talking all bullshit about Ted, Ted sneaks up behind Batman, like literally scares him. And stabs him in the back well, in the neck. Well, and it's the funny. person he's talking to is supposed to be spying on Ted for <laughs> Batman. And yeah. 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 And uh, okay, I want to so, read this. So Batman's like, you know, <laughs> nobody should be like that. And not even Cord. And, and he's like, oh, that's harsh, Batman. And Batman's like, what? <laughs> you know, like nobody sneaks up on Batman, but Blue Beetle Blue did. Blue Beetle did. Should have um, stabbed him right in the throat. Ended Batman right there. But no, it, it, Oh God, you gotta read it. Um, it's really good if you like Blue Beetle and you want to see him actually get what you know Blue Beetle getting what he should have gotten. Shouldn't have, should have happened with Blue Beetle. This, this is what you want to read. So, All right, nice. um, I give that a five. Yeah, the Tales from the Multiverse. There, I've read all of, or the Dark Verse or whatever it is. I've read all of them except for Juice Contracts. That just came I, out this yeah. week. Yeah, so I need to still read that one, but that one has been by far the best one. Is this recent? Uh, a couple, a couple of, of years, a couple ago. weeks. A couple, couple weeks. weeks. Oh, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. it's a five-issue series, but okay. they're, the only tie-in is the guy telling the story at the beginning and the end. Okay. Yeah, not awesome. quite the Watcher. I do have a review, but it. I have another review, but it's not comic book related, so nice. we can talk about it later. Okay. And then I wanted to read something from a long time ago that I, I was like, you know what? I haven't read Jack of Hearts since probably seventh grade. And... So this is from like 1983, and it's by Bill Mantlo. And back in the day, I didn't know who Bill Mantlo was. But then I started collecting like Jack of Hearts and ROM and anything that was cartoon related, like like Bill Mantlo, right? Like he did Rocket Raccoon. So he did all these weird characters. And so he took over Jack of Hearts. And this Jack of Hearts has only appeared like in three other books. And this first issue, Jack is trying to kill himself because he's... He can't get rid of the power, and he knows the power is going to kill him, and he's just like, you know what? I've had it. You know, I'm just going to try to burn myself out. And so it's it's about – the first issue is about him getting captured by S.H.I.E.L.D. and putting in a containment unit, and his girlfriend from college is now part of S.H.I.E.L.D., and she's a scientist, and she tries to help him. And aliens arrive, and she releases him, and he's like, I'm not going back. And so later on through the series, it finds out that she's a Contraxian, which he's also – and he always thought that the birthmark on his face was something from getting the power. But it's actually a contraction has two different colors on their face. So he finds out that his planet, or his mom's planet, the, the sun is going out. And so he travels with her. And there's a whole bunch of infighting with the government. And they enslave him and then shoot him into the sun. And you're like, okay, well, he's dead. No, he's just angry. You've pissed off <laughs> he's Jack just of Hearts. Angry. He comes back and he's like, well, our love can never be re- requited because you can't even look at me now because he's blaring like the sun. He's like, I have to go somewhere to pretty much explode. So he takes off into space. And then you never see him until, Jesus Christ, like uh, Mark Wade's Avengers. Mm-hmm. And that's when he comes back. Like you don't see him for like 15 years. Hmm. It's like, oh, awesome. I really love the the artwork, the character design. If you like superheroes meets outer space meets Dungeons and Dragons meets 
crazy apocalyptic stories, then you're going to like Jack of Hearts. I have actually been looking at Jack of Hearts quite a bit, so maybe I should read some. Only you Jack of Hearts I remember reading is uh, Avengers Disassembled, and he blows up. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. So. Yeah. Mark Wade killed him off, too. Yep. Like, he just blew him up. Well, that's kind of what he wanted in the first place. I like the logo, the title page, the title, the way the title is drawn. Yeah. Yeah. It looks very Alice in Wonderlandish. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Like when I'm building my, I'm building slowly in R2-D2, and I was like, what what um, costume would I want to design him off of? I'm going to paint him like Jack. Because everybody does like, oh, I made a Nebraska universe, universe Nebraska robot. I made a, I made a Batman. I made a Ghostbusters. Here's the biggest D-list character. Nick, Nick being Nick that we could find. I'm going to do Jack of Hearts. I'm going to do Jack of Hearts. It was going to be Nova, but I was like, no, no. that's just yellow and blue. Yeah. That Jack. is a pain in the ass to paint. But Jack of Hearts is perfect. It would be great. Yeah. Put the little star or the, the heart over the yeah. the optic part. Yep. Yeah. Nobody take that. If you do, I'm coming after you. That's it. <laughs> All right, Ryan, what do you got this week? I need Baby Yoda parts. <laughs> that should just be a blurb. Yep. So I was gifted a book this week, and uh, I'm very blessed I got gifted this book. Because I looked at it originally. It was an autographed copy. 20 bucks. I'm like, yeah, I'm not touching that. I just wanted to read it. And um, so I got the privilege of reading it. It's done by Neil Adams. Nice. It came with a gold foil card. And it's Mr. T. I bought that. <laughs> I got it. Mr. T and the T Force. How much did you pay for that? Zero. Zero? Good. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying <laughs> I was going to do that here. too. Last week it was New Kids. This week it's Mr. T. With the gold foil trading card. Mr. T is a little bit cooler than the new kids. At least I could buy Mr. T as a superhero. Mm. You really should read the new kids and then read this. And you tell me which one's actually better. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up watching the A-Team. Yep. Huge fan of the A-Team. Did you watch the cartoon? I watched the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, I bought the cereal. I mean, I was a Mr. T guy. Roddy Piper wasn't a fan of Mr. T. No. That's why he literally legitimately tried to knock him out in the in the ring. The art isn't horrible, but uh, the story needed a lot of work. And I really felt like I was missing something because they kept on referencing how the gang he was beating up had tried to kill him in the past. But this is the first issue. What? <laughs> They're going to throw you in cold. Absolutely, I guess. Yep. I've only seen issue one. I've never seen any other issue of Mr. T and the T-Force. It's probably because they went, oh, we're done. How many are there? Nine or ten, I think. What? Yeah. Everybody's, the covers are gorgeous. Everybody's holding on to their T T comic books. But Mr. T breaks up a gang thing, and he somehow uses his Mr. T senses to realize there is a drugged-out baby in a garbage can. So he takes one of the kids with him over to the drugged out baby. And he pities the fool. And basically. He basically gave the baby to the drug dealing kid and goes, okay, you're going to go and deal with this at this help center. And you're going to work there. You're going to go back to school. You know, the after school special. And messages. tell your mama you love her. Yeah. And so he goes there and this nurse gets all ticked off and is like, I'm sick of you drugged up people coming in and having babies and trying to dump them on her doorstep and blah 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 and she's starting to walk out and mr t phones up this kid and 
on the Mr. T watch. And it's like, what's going on? He's like, uh, yeah, the nurse is about to take off. And all of a sudden the T force show up to walk the or talk the nurse down and calm her down. So she ends up staying. Yeah. If you ever have an opportunity to get this for free, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pleased to have it in my collection, but wow, this is not the Neil Adams that drew Batman and Green Lantern, Green Arrow. And I completely Tomb forgot that you said Neil Adams drew it when um, you said it was Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there is the Mr. T cartoon, Nick. I'm just throwing that out there. So, um, <laughs> you never watched no, it? No. Yeah, no. I watched it. I'm just Was gonna... it the T Force, though? Wasn't it? I remember it being gymnast. They were gymnasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember it being Mr. T and the T Force. Anyhow, that's the book I had this week. I paid for your only one. Material. All right. <laughs> well, I guess I can do my review now instead of at the end. So, I read, just got done reading a little book called uh, Ready Player One. It is one of my favorite books. I read it every year. It's like a tradition. I'd always listen to the audiobook. I'd never read, like, bought a physical copy and read the book. And then I watched the movie after listening to the book. Okay? I like the movie. It has absolutely nothing to, nothing do, with to do with the book. They changed the certain characters around from the book. But if you haven't read it and you can have and you have the time to read it, pick it up. It's phenomenal. It's by Ernest Cline, who is a '80s pop culture geek. If you've ever seen the movie Back in Time, the documentary about uh, Back to the Future, he is one of the people that owns a DeLorean that's set up like Back to the Future. That's why it features prominently in the movie, and that's why the main character Wade Watts has a DeLorean tricked out with a kit sensor in the front, the red light right. that goes back and forth. And then on the doors, it has a Ghostbuster symbols on both side, on both gullwing doors. Hmm. I could probably read it again, probably in like six months because it's that good. The writing's that good. He also has a book called Armada. Yeah, it's not as good. Armada is not as good as Ready Player One. I agree completely. Ready Player One is so far his masterpiece so yeah that's something that i got just have been reading for the last week cool i haven't read it it's really good if you want to borrow it if you have time if you want to borrow it i can loan it to you i might get back to you on that one sure not a problem it's just it's really good and it it captures you probably chapter two Mm. chapter two or three it like hooks you and you can't put it down cool all right so yeah so that's what i got So we'll move on to our list this week, and it's our top 10 books that we've read this year. Okay? I'll go first. You both were like, eh. Um, So at number 10, I had Batman Court of Owls. Number 9, Green Lantern Sinestro Corps War. Number 8 was Justice League International. Number 7 was Symbiote Spider-Man. Number 6, House of X, Powers of 10. Number 5, Identity Crisis. Number four, Battle Pug. I haven't picked up the fourth issue of Battle Pug yet, but I'm hooked. Number three, Umbrella Academy. I haven't read the third trade yet. Might pick that up soon. Number two, God Loves, Man Kills. Number one, Marauders. That's how much I love that book. I knew that was going to be your number one. Wow. So to clarify, what we did was 
books we read in 2019. It doesn't necessarily have to be, be issued issued from 2019. in 2019. It's what yep. we read in 2019 yep. that really captured, like, really got us excited. Yep. 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 So, all right. So, go ahead. Should we explain why they're on our list? We can talk about it. Okay. So, I'll just go through my list, and then we'll go through Ryan's, yep. and then we'll discuss why. Number 10, Incredible Hulk, Last Call. Number 9, Invasion from Planet Wrestletopia. Number 8, Crone Number 1. Number 7, Absolute Carnage Number 1. Number 6, Red Sonja Vampirella Meet Vamp Betty and Veronica. <laughs> 1 through 6. You have to read it all together. Number 5, <laughs> She-Hulk Annual Number 1. Number four, Night Mask, number one. Number three, The Thing, number 35. Number two, The Ghostbusters 35th Anniversary One-Shots. And number one, Hercules, Prince of Power, the first graphic novel. I knew that was going to be yours. Yeah, it's awesome. You, you, you were talking about that for like three weeks. So good. All right. So I read a lot of books. Yes. Mine are just strictly books that got released in 2019. Okay. Just to clarify. So, 10 is Canto, 9, Sea of Stars, 8, Far Sector, 7, Descendant, 6, Batman, 5, Unnatural, 4, Murder Falcon, 3, Assassination, 2, Question, Deaths of Vic Sage, and number 1, Hawkman. Question, as much as you bashed Batman, he somewhat made your list this year. Why was that? I told you, I, I was a huge fan of Tom King's run. Okay, it's because it was Tom King. It was King. Tom King's run. Um, okay. And the worst part of it was J.R.J.R. I mean, he did, Tom King did a fantastic job with the character throughout the whole storyline. And it, you got hooked each issue. You wanted to see what was going to happen. there. Sure. Awesome. Still not a fan of Batman, but no. that book was good. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of how I feel about Batman and Robin mm-hmm. when it was... Dick Grayson taking over yep. and with Damien. This book was so good. But then, oh, yeah. then it went to New 52 and it was like, I don't care Restart. <laughs> I don't care anymore. So how do we want to do this? Do we just want to talk about it? Why we did? Um, You can pick pick a pick a book and just tell me why you put it right there. Right? Okay, so. It doesn't have to be your number one. It can just be. For, for obvious reasons, we know why God love man kills. Right. Because I feel that's Chris Claremont's best work. And it really shows what he could do when talking about race relations and not making it black and white, but making it muties, mm-hmm. you know, mutants. and. Well, he threw that in there, too. Yeah, he did show it in the black and white, but yeah. it was just... Especially when I, Kitty was smacking down... Out of, <laughs> out of everything that he's written, Dark Phoenix, Days of Futures Past, that is by far, if you get the chance to read it, read it, because... That is by far his finest work that he's done. He makes you absolutely hate um, William Stryker. Stryker. Mm -hmm. Absolutely makes you hate him. Um, Another one I put on there was... uh, The reason House of X and Powers of Ten is so low is because... What came after? I I read better. Now that I'm more distanced from it, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell he's doing. Because he killed Professor X... In the third book, mm-hmm. first issue of the third book, and they haven't brought him back yet. Yeah, Marauders. It's Kitty Pride. It's Emma Frost. Um, Umbrella Academy was my surprise of the year. I didn't realize it was going to be that good. I was like, I didn't know what to expect, and I read the first book in like twenty minutes, and I was like, okay, 
and then they made a show out of it, and I still haven't finished the show, <laughs> the first season. But yeah, and Justice League International is because it was just something new, mm-hmm. and it was all the besides Batman, it was pretty much B characters thrown together as a team. Mm-hmm. So those are that's my reasoning. So um, so when I first read um, Incredible Hulk Last Call, I bashed it a lot. I mean, I remember. I was going to say, <laughs> I remember. But actually, thinking about it, it it had a pretty poignant purpose, right? He's going to commit suicide, and you know, and at the end, he's like, "I really want to live." You know, there's a purpose that I'm doing this. There's a purpose for my life. It was pretty poignant. Absolute Carnage Number One was so beautiful. It was a beautiful book. It was beautifully written. It was. And then it took a dump. It it was so good. And then yeah, it kind of just went meh meh. But so, but I really love that first issue. It, it like, fizzled it was out. That, super I, good. I agree. Red Sonia Vampirella meet Betty and Veronica. It is like that little underdog book that I just love for the year because it's just so stupid and so goofy, and it's just a fun little ride. Then She Hulk Annual Number One. Just thinking about, okay, yeah, it's just her fighting robots, but it's actually more of an in-depth pers- like view of what consciousness is. Was that the one with uh, Bullseye? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, they keep trading consciousnesses and one goes in a robot. And is that really her consciousness in a robot? And can she actually be herself in a different body? Thing number 35, when Sharon Ventura turns into Miss Marvel, like just reading that book again made me want to go out and buy all the Thing books and reread them all. That's why I kept telling you when we were at the con. Here's another one. Right. Here's another one. So I have Here's half of them one. in like the year. <laughs> so I have like half of the books here, like series now. But yeah, like the Ghostbusters 35th anniversary one shots. Those are fun. Those are really fun. fun. And if you ever get a chance, I mean, they're super, super cheap and so easy to find. Yeah. Just go out there and look for them. And I, pref- I apologize for forgetting Battle. Was it Re- WrestleTopia? Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. I forgot completely about that. That should have been in my book, my list. So yeah, that was that was a phenomenal book. Yeah, Hercules, Prince of Power. I'm just not going to talk more about it, but <laughs> go out, find it. It's funny. It's a, got adventure. It's got love. and It's pretty much everything that the Princess Bride was. <laughs> it's got adventure and kissing. <laughs> it's a kissing book. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For most of my list, I mean, a lot of it's about an underdog trying to get on top. Kanto is that way, uh, trying to go retrieve, battle this big bad sorcerer to get a heart. And it just, I, I don't know why the underdog stories always grab me. Sea of Stars, a story about a mom or a dad and his kid, and they get separated in space. And I think Jason Aaron's just killing it on that. Unnatural. I, I've reviewed all these throughout the year because they had some kind of impact on me. And that Unnatural was, you know, it's taking a look at animals who were, who can talk and, uh, you know, they're, they're basically humans, but they're animals. You know, I'm trying to say that the same kind of they have a planet that they live on. And, they, you know, the main character is a female pig and mm-hmm. there's more to her than what she realizes. And she's having these dreams and she just and she went from this shy character to this. I've got this kind of feel, you know, you know, and Hawkman, like I said, I've been reading that. And I've been begging for the next issue to come out just because it's been so good consistently. Robert Vendetti is just killing it on that book. 
Um, and definitely need, I mean, if you haven't checked it out, you need to check out this new Hawkman run. He puts all the pieces together. I think that's why that made that number one, because I've read every single Hawkman thing, except for this. I haven't read Silver Age, but from fairly current on, and it was a disaster. And he fixed it in six issues. I I concur with Ryan. That book was pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. I still have to read it. I have issue one. I'm just kind of like wanting time to go actually go and find the rest of them. It's just, it is really great. But if you want Silver Age, there's a archive. <sighs> I keep looking at it every time I come over. It's, <laughs> it's Christmas. Might as well give you something good. And just read that <laughs> and then come back and talk about it. No, don't. It's not that good. <laughs> no, stop. Don't <laughs> grab it, Ryan. No. No, Ryan. No. All right. All right. Anybody got anything else? I should write this down, but I never do. You had something again? I don't know. Probably. Well... I'm going to see Star Wars on Wednesday. I'm trying not to read everything online. I've been trying to keep myself off of the interwebs. And I haven't heard this is the worst movie ever. You've killed my childhood. Yeah. And one of my coworkers went and saw it this weekend and said it was good. And he's our age and has seen every Star Wars. Nice. In the theater. So yeah, I've heard everything from it sucks to it's awesome. So So it's a Star Wars movie. Right. Nobody's gonna, nobody's ever gonna be happy with it. So. Nope. Nope. We want something different. All right, we give you something different. This is the worst crap ever. Trade All negotiations. Right. Ah, Kylo Ren and and Ray wouldn't fight the Imperial Guard. How can she take out Snow? She's such a Mary Sue. Luke didn't have Luke didn't have the that. She had less training than Luke, and Luke couldn't even defeat Vader. Anyway, <laughs> anybody got anything? Because I'm gonna keep going. No, I think we're good. Yeah, okay. we're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you'll hear this after Christmas. I just want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. And it's been a blast this year doing this show. Finally got it off the ground. Convinced Nick to get it off the ground. And so have fun and read more comics. And we'll see you in uh, 2019. 2020. 2020. <laughs> We're going back in time. We're going back in time. Because I really want to relive this relive this oh, year. This no. year sucks. Please no. So yes. Alright, so <laughs> it's been Kirk. Ryan. And Nick. Bye guys. See you.